Hi, my name is Ailey Henderson. I am a co-owner and the head of hobbiness at Stronghold Brewing Co., located in Fort McLeod, Alberta, Canada. Hi, welcome to another Beerfest Brewers Profile. As you've heard there, this week we're traveling to Canada, to um, Fort McLeod in Alberta, actually, to talk to Ailey from Stronghold Brewing. It's an interesting chat because Stronghold, they're... Basically, it's a taproom and brewery in what is, I believe, a relatively small rural town, but one that's very close to a big city. So we heard a lot about, um, you know, what that influences in terms of what they can brew, what the markets are, the difference between kind of rural, urban, large, small, that that divide. And it puts them in kind of an interesting, an interesting spot in terms of what they can brew and how they have to distribute that brew then you know um but anyway that that's um interesting it does sound i mean i, I saw some pictures check out their instagram page because they seem to have a really nice tap room um you'll hear you know it's in an old building um they put a lot of work into it and it looks like it really paid off looks really nice you've probably seen it if you've seen any um there's been quite a few films if you've seen ghostbusters the, the new one you'll have seen it without knowing it but um it's definitely worth checking out i wish i was able to go there soon but um i won't so instead let's hear ad um and let's talk beer So I guess I should start by saying that the um, brewery is family run. So it's my brother and I and our parents. And uh, the first idea of the brewery, I guess, started in about 2016. My brother was in brewing school in uh, Old Alberta. He's a few years older than I am and was looking to change career and (laughs) liked beer. And we have a brewery school, so he went to it. And uh, at the time, I was actually... Finishing up my marketing degree at uni, and uh, we thought, okay, these are kind of complementary skill sets. And with our parents, um, they <laughs> bring a lot to the table, and they also have uh, complementary skill sets too. And we thought that the four of us could maybe uh, make a go of this and, and make something work. And knock on wood, <laughs> but so far, so good. And um, yeah, I think we started, uh, we actually are in a provincial historic building it's called uh so we couldn't really do any of the renovations without getting sign off uh, from the town and the province um because we're in this building from uh, 1907 which in canada is really freaking old (laughs) maybe not so much in ireland but um and so yeah we started i think we bought the building in 2017 or so but it took over a year um to get it uh, retrofitted in order to meet our needs. And it included putting a brewery on the main floor of a building, which is kind of an insane move. I don't recommend it, but we made it work. We made it happen. And uh, we opened in January of 2019 and have been slaying pints ever since. Um, As I mentioned, we're in a town called Fort McLeod, and it was founded by... um, uh, what's now called the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, uh, when they were settling and coming west. And uh, Stronghold is a synonym for fort, so that's why we chose that name. And uh, yeah, we've got a 10-hex system, or I guess 10-barrel system. And uh, yeah, we're 
so far doing everything in our own um, facility. But uh, one interesting thing that's happening uh, in Alberta anyways is there are these massive facilities that can now contract brew um, for people. So it gives you the ability to can on a huge um, basis that, you know, we can't do in our in our own facility facility so that's something that uh, we're looking into um, to maybe get uh, a bit more reach and a bit more distribution with some of our canning it sounds like there's a lot of you know change going on there so is it does it mean that it's a new like is the alberta beer scene is it kind of in its early days is it well established it sounds like there's a lot of flux and a lot of kind of innovation happening there now the alberta beer scene is so fast paced, it's changing, it's experimental, it's fun, it's really cool to be a part of. Um, and part of the reason for that is about a decade ago, um, the rules changed for uh, what you needed to do or be able to commit to in terms of hectoliter output for starting a brewery. So in before 2013 or so, you had to commit to these huge volumes and people didn't have, um, you know, the capital or the desire or... Um, yeah, I guess the want to commit to what uh, you needed to be able to commit to. And uh, then the rules changed and there wasn't a minimum or um, I guess also a maximum hectoliter output for breweries. So people kind of looked around and Alberta has the best barley in the world. Um, Brewers from all over have been using Alberta barley for as long as Albertan farmers have been um, farming and malting it. And uh, it kind of was this obvious thing of if we have the best ingredients, why aren't we making beer? And so all these microbreweries sprung up uh, throughout the province, of course, us being one of them. And uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. So about two hours north of uh, Fort McLeod, where we are, is uh, Calgary. It's the biggest city in um in Alberta, and it houses the most craft breweries in Alberta. And uh, because of that, you can always find what you're looking for. There are some Calgarian breweries that kind of dominate the scene, and uh, you know, rightfully so, they're incredible. Um, but yeah, everyone can be a little bit um, specific in Calgary of what they brew. If it's big New Englands or sours or stouts, you can always find what you're looking for and somebody's always brewing them. And it's um, been really fun to be part of the industry and to watch people's uh, palates change and uh, explore and experiment with beer. So yeah, so in terms of how people's palates are changing over time and that, have you seen big changes in that? And um, what kind of beers are selling there what what kind of beers do you brew is it directly for the market or for yourself or or what's the the story there in terms of taps we're um kind of on the low end we have uh eight taps and so eight beers at any given time uh four of those are our flagships and they are here kind of forever and always so um our bison and crown cream ale our uh, ipa two cans which is a west coast ipa our inner cellar, which is a uh, oatmeal stout, and our pink guava pills, which is a fruited pilsner. Um, so those are our top four selling beers, and um, they've been with us pretty much since the beginning, and they're not going anywhere. And then the other four taps that we have available, um, we kind of brew whatever we want, whenever we want it, and what we're looking to drink. And sometimes that bites us a bit. Um, where we are is very rural, and um, we are a lot of people's first um, 
foray, I guess, into craft beer. So kind of as a result of that, our cream ale outsells pretty much everything two to one. Everybody loves the cream ale. Uh, and I think the town would ride if we got rid of it. So that's fine. We're happy to keep it. Um, but if we bring out a big, uh, New England, for example, or, um, like we had a white stout for a while. That was kind of one of my favorite brews that we've ever had actually. And, um, for those specific ones, we know we have to take it into, uh, bigger cities so that we can move through it, um, quickly and, and at a reasonable pace only because the town doesn't necessarily have the same taste buds as the city uh, and therefore not necessarily the same taste buds as us. So it's a little bit of market driven, what's going to sell, what's going to move uh, in town and in the tap room. And then a bit selfishly of what do we want to drink right now? And uh, where, where are we willing to drive these kegs to show people um, that this is the beer that you should be drinking? So you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned kegs there and actually driving the kegs and earlier you mentioned canning as well so are you doing that distribution yourself where like what's the the radius around the brewery that people can actually get hold of the beers currently our distribution is pretty uh, hyper local um we do everything ourselves so um there are a few areas that we are in um with a lot of regularity and that's uh, Lethbridge. We've got lots of can and keg accounts there. It's about half an hour east of us, uh, as well as into uh, the Crow's Nest Pass, Castle Mountain Ski Resort, Warrington Lakes National Park, all of which is um, about an hour south and west of us. And then uh, we do distribute into Calgary quite a bit into liquor stores and, and keg accounts. And we try to hit lots of the towns um, driving north from Fort McLeod into Calgary. So, um, yeah, we're making our way north, I suppose, with the distribution um, and getting involved a bit more in that beer scene. Uh, and soon we're going to work with um, this organization called Liquor Connect, where essentially you send your beer uh, up there and then any liquor store in Alberta can order the cans from there. So we're going to do that with our pink guava pills. So pretty soon, uh, if you're in Alberta and you request the pink guava pills at your liquor store, um, they'll be able to get it for you. So that should be a little bit easier going forward. Um, but yeah, for right now, all of our kegs are direct delivery. So you've got to be uh, pretty close to the brewery to get the, get the good stuff. All right. So look, you're making it all sound simple, but uh, I would assume there were so, at least some issues. So uh, what was the what did you have to kind of overcome to, to get to where you are now or was it COVID? What else? The hardest thing for us to get going was actually what I alluded to earlier was the um, construction of the building. Um, our building is stunning. Um, it's on this historic main street in this provincial uh, historic area, um, which as a result is really cool because uh, it's used as um, like a background sets for movies all the time. Like we just had Ghostbusters filming here and stuff. Um, but it became very challenging to uh, renovate it and retrofit it in the ways that we wanted because everything had to go through um, the town and through the, the province, the provincial government. So um, we, the brewery itself, it doesn't have a ton of space in the building. Um, and so everything had to be just perfectly um thought out and executed and put in place and all that. And, uh, in the basement, we had to support the, um, weight of the empty tanks, let alone the weight of the full tanks with steel I-beams. And, uh, we had to build, you know, a secondary cooler in the basement and, and kind of all of these 
crazy things. And so um, the building is beautiful and everything works fine now. But I think we were under construction for 18 months. So, um, oh my God, and like our boiler and our makeup air unit, for example, they had to get like craned in and they had to get craned in through gaps in the floor to get into the basement and rearranged. And it, um, it was chaotic, um, and a Kong show, but, uh, it worked out well in the end. Now, what do you think the future holds for the brewery? Good question. Um, I'm not entirely sure at this point, one of the, funny things if you want to call it that about COVID is it kind of showed that like yeah you can have as many you know five-year ten-year plans as you want but there are things that are just completely out of your control and you just have to be flexible um, to those things and uh, so a five-year plan or like what we want to do in the future I'm not entirely sure but I know in the short term um, we're just looking to grow our brand awareness and build more um, more fans and, and things like that so more cake sales, um, more can sales, and uh, just have more fun with it. I mean, um, we make beer and beer is delicious. And, um, you know, it's uh, it doesn't have to be so serious. So um, I think the future, you know, is looking pretty bright. And, um, yeah, I'm just excited to see uh, what happens next. Yeah, our website is uh, strongholdbrewing.ca. On there, there's a little contact us button if you want to uh, send us an email. Um, or you can shoot us an email at hello at strongholdbrewing.ca. And you can find us on uh, Instagram or Facebook at Stronghold Brewing. Well, listen, thanks a million for your time. Um, it sounds like a, a fantastic brewery, and I've seen the picture of the tap room. It really does look well worth a visit. Um so I guess just, just before I go, is there anything that we should have covered that maybe you're going to be very angry at me afterwards or at yourself even um, for not having mentioned? No, I don't think so. Um, this was fun and it was uh, really cool to get your email. So I appreciate you taking the time to uh, find us and to reach out and to um, yeah get this all, all sorted and organized. So um, thank you for that. And um, yeah, if you're ever in Alberta, um, yeah, come find us. All those contact details are, of course, available in the show notes. If you're a brewery and you'd like to feature, then please just go to beerfest.com and follow the links there. We'd love to hear from you. Um, also, of course, we this is on a podcast across your favorite podcast um, channel. We're also on YouTube. So um, I'd appreciate any kind of basically any subscriptions any likes um, reviews anything that would help just kind of get the word out and hopefully we're going to bring you a lot more brewery profiles and a lot of brewer chats talk to you soon